Hello, this is Pastor Galen from the First Nazarene Church in Chicago, and welcome to our podcast. Hey, before we hear the message today, I simply wanted to say that no matter where you're at, we're glad that you're listening today. We hope this message will inspire you, instruct you, and help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. And if you live in the Chicagoland area, maybe this is the first step for you joining us in person sometime. Or if you want to, you can always check out our online live services every Sunday on our website at firstnaz.cc. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the message. Well, today you may have noticed there's a few different things uh, happening even in the room. You may have noticed, you know, the front row of chairs is gone. I feel so far away from all of you. Uh, There's some microphones down here. There's a different setup. Today is going to be a little bit different. Uh, I've kind of designed this service uh, to be a service of... Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving is this week. Most of you probably already have your plans. You know where you're going. You know who who you're going to spend your time with. Uh, You know uh, who's cooking what, maybe. I've decided there are three kinds of people in the world, and I want you to see if you're one of these. Three kinds of people in the world. The first is the people that can cook a good turkey. Anybody? That is you. You are the one. You can cook a good turkey. Church, we have only like 10. This is a problem. (laughs) Uh, The second, uh, those that cannot cook a good turkey. Anybody? You don't want to admit it? Yeah, okay, there's a few more there, 100%. Uh, It's pretty much just that. Oh, the, the third kind of person in the world is people like me. You've never tried to cook a turkey, so you think you'd be really good at it if you tried it, but honestly, if you did, it wouldn't be good either, so let the first kind of people handle it, right? As we prepare for Thanksgiving, we prepare uh, for the meal, we prepare to come together. Uh, For me, Thanksgiving growing up uh, in Kansas, kind of rural, we would come together normally on Thanksgiving morning. We would go out for a duck hunt. Uh, you see a beautiful Kansas sunrise, maybe come home, rake some leaves. It's my uh, nephew Burke there under a pile uh, of leaves. Uh, and spend the whole day as a family. And then like mid-afternoon, I feel like is the best time. Even if you plan Thanksgiving at noon, it's somehow like 2.30 and you're like, okay, now it's time to finally eat. We gather around the table. And uh, I love this. This is my parents' table that you can put an incredible amount of leaves in it. I don't know why they call it leaves. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I remember as a kid, my mom would be like, hey, can you add a leaf to the table? I'd go outside and grab a leaf, (laughs) open up the table, close it. Like, there you go, mom. You're welcome, right? I'm sure you're thankful for me. Um, And so we gather around this table, typically at Thanksgiving, and share an amazing meal together. Now, in my family, we have this practice. I don't know if you have what your Thanksgiving traditions are, um, but we have a practice in my family where we sit around the table, all the food's there, everyone comes and sits around the table, and then whoever's at the head of the table, normally my dad says, all right, now before we eat, we want to remember all that we are thankful for. So I want you to share one thing. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Anybody else's family do this by chance? Yeah, a couple of you. I don't know if you've been a part of it, but normally, especially if there's this many people sitting around a table, uh, I don't know how, you know, extroverted, how much your family shares, but oftentimes it can be like, you know, there's a kid, I'm thankful for video games, and okay, little buddy, that's great. 
Um, yeah, oh, I'm thankful that there's the new person around the table this year. So-and-so got engaged. We're so happy you're part of the family, something like that. Uh, there's normally the sassy person in the family. I'm thankful for all this food, but it's getting cold the longer we do this. Can we eat? And then normally the one serious person. Man, I'm thankful for all my blessings this year. And, I, and it's, it's genuinely awesome, but then they create this really long list and everyone's like, all right, that's wonderful. Um, but oftentimes, we kind of struggle um, to say what we're thankful for beyond really more of the surface level. I, I, I've been wondering lately, um, does this practice of how much we don't practice thankfulness Reveal something shallow about us. How often do we actually slow down and reflect and say, I am thankful for all that I have in my life. In a world where Amazon Prime can have it at my house tonight, and I can buy all that I need if something goes wrong. If it goes wrong, you, you just get the upgraded model anyway. You get a new one. It can be difficult to realize all that we already have and be thankful for it. As a society, we're so bad at thankfulness that at the same time where we normally practice, oh, I am thankful for her, it's the same time where as a culture we obsessively scroll all the Black Friday deals to buy more stuff that we don't need. More toys to go in the kids' room that then you have to like sneak back in when they're not around or not at home and remove other toys because it's just too many. Instead of teaching contentment and gratitude, we teach them instead to only look for what is shiny and new. Do we practice giving thanks and contentment? Today, I want to tell you that thanking God is a spiritual practice. It may not feel like it. It almost feels kind of simplistic. Oh, thank you for. But it is a spiritual practice. And in, uh, in the bottom line up front, Thanking God gives God the praise that he deserves. For he provides everything we have. Scripture says that he provides us every good and perfect gift. It reminds us where everything good comes from. And it quite literally transforms our perspective and our life. All by simply regularly saying thank you. Our verse today is from 1 Thessalonians. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Today I want to share with you, I think there's three levels of thankfulness. The first one is thanking God for all that we have, similar to the Thanksgiving dinner. Simply looking around, recognizing what we have, and saying, I am thankful for this. It may not seem very spiritual, but I want to tell you that it is, and it can change our life. Regular gratitude journaling, they've done studies. If you just took a pen and a paper and every day wrote down, I am thankful for, if you do that every day, your happiness will increase 5 to 15 percent, your optimism will, and, it, and the study actually revealed you'd have 25 percent increased sleep quality sleep quality from simply practicing thankfulness. Thankfulness leads us to worship. Because when we're saying thank you, who are we saying thank you to, right? Thank you. Who are we saying it 
too. It's recognizing what we are grateful for. The word gratitude literally comes from the Latin word gratia, which means grace, graciousness. So to be grateful is to be thankful for the grace and graciousness of God. Thankfulness leads us back into worship. We're hardwired to see all that we have and be grateful for it. It draws us back into the relationship with the God who provided it for us in the first place, who so readily gives all that we need and honestly, even most of what we want as well. And we share this verse around here quite a bit. It's about prayer and we pray quite a bit. Um, but there's a, there's a note of thankfulness in here too. Therefore, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious for anything, but in every situation, every situation, by prayer and petition, and with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's interesting, I don't know about you, when you go to prayer, many of us, God, I need this. God, you know what is causing me anxiety and worry. God, I need this, I need this, I need this, either for myself or for others. But he pauses in here and said, wait a minute, do this with thanksgiving. I think there's something that happens in prayer when we pause for a moment and say, God, actually, I, I know I'm gonna present my request to you, but also I'm thankful for my spouse, thankful for my life, I'm thankful for my home, I'm thankful for, and it changes our perspective. So that then by the time we ask for what we need, we're also recognizing all that we have. The God who has provided something for us already is capable and willing and able to maybe provide this for us too. So when we pray, we pray with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving changes literally uh, our, the makeup of our brain. The Harvard Medical School writes that people that recognize that a sense of goodness lies at least partially outside of themselves. It helps them connect with something larger than themselves as individuals, whether it be as people, nature, or a higher power. So the secular world, even as they're writing and studying, they're saying, wait a minute, thankfulness connects us to something much, much bigger. So if you want to connect with God, practice gratitude. If you have an hour this week, between football games or you ate too much turkey and you're tired and you're gonna nap anyway, I challenge you, make a list of 50 things you're thankful for. And when you're done, and 50 seems like a lot, but once you get going, you realize it's not that much. Once you get done, you'll pause, and I think you'll notice even in that moment, it'll change your perspective. Ah, all that I have. When I was looking at those Harvard studies, I realized something crazy. They did this study, they took two groups of people, and they had one group say, every day write down what you were thankful for. They took the other group and said, every day write down what caused you aggravation today. And we'll study you, we'll let you do that for, I forget the amount of time, we'll let you, both of you do that, and then we'll see who's healthier. Like, well, obviously we know the answer to this, right? Like, okay, obviously it's gonna be this group. It feels like cruel and unusual punishment. Sit down every day, what made you mad today? Yeah, write it down, there you go. Every day, you have to do it. But then I thought to myself, for many of us, no one's making us do this, but yet we unconsciously don't celebrate what we are thankful for. But we only share with others everything that has been causing us frustration. When you get home from work and your spouse asks you how your day went, 
What comes out of your mouth? Oh, I'm so thankful for my boss today. They're wonderful. Or is it something else? When someone asks you about the politics in this country, what comes out of your mouth? I'm so grateful for this place. When you lay your head down at night, what goes through your mind? All the things you have yet to do, the problems you have to solve, how much your spouse irritated you today, or the things that you could be thankful for. Thanksgiving draws us back to God, who gives everything, and who we are able to say thank you to. The second level is thanking God in our spiritual life for the spiritual blessings. Moving on from just, I have things, so I'm thankful. But wait a minute, the life that he gives me in Jesus, what he is doing and transforming me from the inside out by the renewing of my mind, I see what God is doing within me, and I am thankful for it. As a church, this is what we all have in common. While we all may be thankful for different things, we can have this in common. We can all say, well, once... I was far from God. I was making my own decisions. I was choosing what I wanted in the world and it led to destructive and chaotic and painful things because I was not living the way that God would want me to live. Yet even while I was far from him, God sent his son Jesus that he would die for my sin to bring me back into right relationship with God. That he could look at who I am and all I have done, forgive me of my sin, wash it whiter than snow, begin to make me new, to give me a new life, a new hope, a new future, so I can say, I'm not the person that I once was, and now God is making me someone new. Into the person that he has made me to be, changing and transforming who I am. Thanking God for these things makes me reflect and actually realize where God has been helping me grow in my life. Some of us just come to church week in, week out, but we never pause and say, God, what have you been doing within me in this last month? What have you been doing within me in this last year or during this season, however long it has lasted? In the spiritual life, it's often easier to see how God has been working in hindsight than rather in the exact moment. So we can pause and thank God. God, thank you for the new life you've given me. Thank you for the peace that goes beyond understanding. God, thank you for the contentment that you give me. When I see what everyone else has, I recognize that it doesn't really bring them joy, maybe for a moment, but not lasting. God, I'm thankful for the contentment that you give me. God, I'm thankful that you're teaching me about my identity, who I am in you, who you say that I am, who you have made me to be, and I can love me because you love me too. God, thank you for teaching me about the church. I'm thankful for this community of believers that encourages me, teaches me, gathers around me, prays and supports me in my life group. God, I'm thankful for the spiritual blessings that you give me. So today, and in just a moment, here's what I want you to do. I wanna ask you, what are you thankful for? You know, it's a little dangerous anytime a pastor's like, hey, open mic, come and share, right? But here's why this is important to me. You know, when the early church would get together, they'd gather in someone's home, and you know, oftentimes you don't have a, a pastor who's went to school and learned things and walked with people. They're just, you know, I'm in my home, I'm with my group together, and they'd say, hey, what are we thanking God for? Does someone have spiritual song or a gift to come? Um, hey, uh, if you could come down front here, Gail, and just sing us a song this week about what you're thankful for just on the cuff. Like, that's how they would worship. They would gather together, but watch this. It wasn't necessarily one person teaching. It was everybody learning from one another. 
What has God been doing within you that I can learn from as well? So as a pastor of this place, what I want to do is to have us together share our thankfulness with one another so that we can praise God, not only like we love God, we praise God for who he is, but I'm praising God with you for what he is doing in your life. Does that make sense? Colossians says it this way. Let the message about Christ and its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other, one another, with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. You don't have to sing a song this morning, but if you would share something of what you are thankful for, specifically on these first two levels, this Thanksgiving I'm thankful for, or you could say, man, if, if this is you today, I wanna thank God for the spiritual blessings he has given me. So what are you thanking God for today, for what he has done spiritually in your life this year? So in just a moment, I'll have you walk forward and share. Adam and I will turn these microphones on. Uh, we'll adjust it to the right size for you. You don't necessarily need to grab it. Um, just as an openness for everyone and to give everybody a chance to share, uh, we don't necessarily need to hear about everything that's happened in your life this year. Uh, you can keep it a little shorter if you wanted to. Adam will wrestle the microphone away from you if need be. Um, it will let one person at a time share, so you don't necessarily need to form lines, but you can come forward as another sits down. Um, for those of you online today, as you write in the chat, we can actually see it on the iPad here in front, and we'll be able to share that from you as well. So you can share that too. So I'd love to ask if anyone would be bold enough to come forward and say, this year I am thankful for, and to be able to praise God for it. Come on. I'm thankful for Marissa and our upcoming wedding. I'm thankful for my sister and brother-in-law for harboring me and uh, the Bible study guys. I want to thank God for the spiritual gift he's given me in attending Bible study and uh, living in the word more on a daily basis. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for the way God has pursued me my whole life, even when I didn't deserve it. Amen. I would like to thank you, Heavenly Father God, and I would like to thank your Holy Spirit, who has been so faithful. And Jesus, you have done so many wonderful things in my life, my wife's life, and all of our children and grandchildren. So we give you all the honor and all the praise. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. I'm thankful for our uh, men's Bible study and uh, morning devotion group and one of those guys recently handed me a book. I didn't know what it was about, but it was a Matthew Kelly book about the prayer process. And probably for half a year, I've been starting every morning with a list of things I've been grateful for. And it dramatically changes the course of your whole day. Highly recommend it. Um, so I'm so thankful for all those guys and what Christ has done through them and in my life. Amen. Thanks. That's Let me not, get that for you, John. That's not funny. <laughs> Love you, brother. <laughs> well, I like so many of you here uh, um, are blessed by so many things. Um, and uh, we would all be up here for hours if we started to de detail all of them. So I'll, um, 
I'll uh, distill it down to uh, one, two things, actually, two things. Uh, firstly, I am so very grateful for the staff of this church who serve, yes, who serve us tirelessly and uh, generously, uh, unconditionally, and in many cases, courageously. Uh, we are very, very blessed. And uh, the second thing, uh, and you can send the uh, text messages and emails to Galen after I say this, uh -oh. but I am grateful for my smoking hot wife. Thank you, John. She's hosting online now. I'm curious to see what she's going to say after that comment. It's wonderful. Go ahead. I'm thankful for my mom and our relationship. Amen. Amen. Good morning. I am thankful this year for this church family and for um, the spiritual growth that we've experienced as a family mm -hmm. and that we are worshiping together as a family here. And, um, you know, I'm going to thank you also personally, Pastor, um, because you have just poured into our family, and I just want to thank you. So, and above all, I want to thank the Lord because he leads us and he guides us, and I pray that you will be obedient this Thanksgiving. Amen. I love you guys. I am thankful that um, I can call God my protector and my children's protector. Mm. Um, a lot of you know we have kids all over the place. We have one on the West Coast. We have one on the East Coast and sometimes one out of the country. And right now, our one on the East Coast moved from Baltimore to Buffalo, New York, and is gonna experience his first snowstorm like that. And um, he's actually in Baltimore right now, so when he comes home to Buffalo, he thinks he's going to snowblow his drive with a little snowblower, and he's got six feet of snow waiting for him. So I'm just thankful that God is always there to protect our kids when we can be anxious real easily. That came to me this morning. Yeah. So thank you, God, for your word and your protection. Amen. Teresa online says, I'm grateful for First Naz. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe one or two more. Um. I'm grateful for so many things. Um, there's probably about 100 things that I could list, and I can say I was not always like that. So I'm thankful for the exercise of being thankful, of getting up in the morning and saying, what are the five things that I'm thankful for? That usually turns into many. <laughs> and so I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for Grace. I'm thankful that... God gives us the opportunity to start every day anew. And uh, I'm thankful for my men's Bible study group. I'm thankful for my partners in emergency medicine. And I'm thankful for you, um, you all in this church and the body of Christ. And my Tony Evans podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm thankful for uh, God's grace, Jesus on the cross, yeah. the faith that he's given me, and wonderful doctors. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm thankful for uh, a number of things. Uh, in particular, uh, well, this last, this last year my mom passed away, um, as many of you know. Um, and in that whole process, it's a lot. And uh, so thankful for my wife, who has just been so supportive 
um, throughout the process and is, who has helped me be strong. Um, so thankful for this church family, the pastoral staff, the family. Uh, this is also the church of my childhood, so there's many people that I've known for a long time and just appreciate the support. Um, and also appreciate um, the last thing that just came to my mind is the legacy. So for me, with my mom not being here, um, but yet our impact continues on. And just I think that's important for all of us to keep in mind and, and to be grateful for, for those that are with us, but for those who have passed and just the impact. So uh, just thankful as well as for God's uh, uh, um, lifting us up when we really need it. So yeah. um, thank you to all of you too. So, yeah. All right. right, thanks. Let's do one more here. One more. Hi everybody, I'm Sharon and I'm gonna share. <laughs> Sharon's gonna share. Um, I just wanna, uh, I'm grateful to God for his grace that carries me every day. I'm grateful for the body of believers. Um, I'm grateful for Jenny Spontiak, uh, Kathy Powell. Um, they have really challenged me in many ways to grow. Um, I've been here for almost six years now already and um, my sister says she's never seen much, much more growth in me um, spiritually in the last six years. So that's really encouraging how God is growing me personally. And I'm grateful also um, for um, my daughters that came back from California. Um, they moved out of state for six months and I cried most of that time. <laughs> but then God brought them back. Yeah. And so now they're here, one of them's here now, and one's gonna go back into ministry. So yeah. pray for her, Rebecca. Um, yeah. So, and I'm grateful for my sons too, that um, they're, they're often, they're doing pretty well. So mm -hmm. thanks. That's good, that's good. Yeah, would you uh, thank, all right, one more, one more, come on up. <laughs> go ahead, I'm sorry. It's okay. I thank God for his healing power. Mm. A lot of illnesses are out there. And if you trust, he'll heal. And also for our, all of our Bible study teachers, yep. their dedication. And it's a chance to grow. And if you trust the Lord will lead you, he will. Yeah, amen. Thanks for sharing, Christine. Hey, can you thank those that have shared this morning? Here's part of the reason why I wanted you to share as well. Sure. Is it thankfulness? All right, but sure, I'll get your mic for you. Time of thankfulness. All right, people, I just want to praise the Lord and thank the Lord, okay? And I don't go to this church, but in the last four years, my wife passed on four years ago. My mother passed on four years ago without almost no support. I had heart aneurysms, major back surgery, and other issues, and grieving and everything else. And the Lord it was, my, it was my rock, my strength, and yeah. salvation. And he yeah. and I have to, and he keeps me strong every single day. Amen. And I live it. I live. I live the life of God every day. I shouldn't be standing here even talking, because <laughs> I've I've come close to getting knocked off and getting killed about four times in my life, okay? Not to say everybody has to experience that, but 
I just give God and praise the glory and thank him every day. Amen. And that's all I could say. Amen. And God bless all you. Amen. Amen. That's good. Here's why I wanted us to hear from you all today. This verse in Isaiah. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Make them remember his name is exalted. It's one thing to hear from me. It's another thing to hear the testimonies of the people. God is good. God is faithful. God has done this. Make his name known in his deeds among the people. Well, in another time, I said the first two levels of thankfulness, but I want to share a third, still based on this verse. Be thankful in all circumstances. Third level for me, thanking God in the midst of difficulty. Can we thank God in struggle and in strain? Thank God even when we have problems or we feel pain. Thanking God in the very midst of our hardship and trial. Here's what I want to do. Here's your practical challenge for this week. You have the pastor's permission to call each other out in your homes. When one person is complaining, say, I hear you. I see that. Also, can you see the good in it? Can you ask one another to reframe your perspectives? I'm thankful for this messy house because that means my house has been used to host loving friends and family. I'm thankful for that huge pile of laundry because that means my kids are still here. I'm thankful for that huge heating bill because at least I am warm. I'm thankful for the alarm that goes off early every morning because it means that I'm still alive. Can we thank God even in the moments that we would normally complain about? Some of you will sit here today and you say, really, pastor, you don't know my life. You don't know my circumstance. You wouldn't be telling me to give thanks. And really, Paul, give thanks in all circumstances? Paul, write us something else. What else would you have to say about thankfulness? Different letter, Colossians, he says, always be thankful. Always? Do you know where Paul was sitting when he wrote these words? In prison for his faith. Paul, you're sitting here, you're, just for your belief in God and that Caesar is not Lord, but Jesus is. You're sitting in prison. Why would you be thankful? Do you know what you could be doing? Oh, it's a mindset of choosing thankfulness, even in difficult times. Thankfulness is a choice that we must make. And I know that some of you here today you feel like your heart is broken. You're in the middle of it right now. I've been listening to this song and the lyrics uh, behind it. I want to share with you that if that is you, maybe it will give you language for today of how I'm living in the midst of this difficulty, yet I can still choose to thank him. I'll find a way to praise you from the bottom of my broken heart because I'd rather strike a match than curse the dark. Yes, I'll find a way to thank you, though the bitterness is real and hard, because I'd rather take a chance on hope than fall apart. I don't think I'm ready to surrender to the dark, no. Even if my daylight never dawns, even if my breakthrough never comes, even if I'll fight to bring you praise, even if my dreams fall to the ground, even if I'm lost, I know I'm found. Even if my heart will still somehow say, hallelujah anyway.
We're not promised that life will be easy, and we're promised that pain and difficulty will come, yet we're promised that they will not stay forever. Jesus gives us the promises to hold on to a hope that is confident and sure, that one day this too will pass. Death will be defeated. Mourning will be swallowed up in victory. Jesus himself wiping the tears from our eyes. So we hold on to these promises. Song goes on. Yes, I hear a hymn of triumph in the wilderness of my lament. In the lowlands on the mountaintops, I won't forget all the goodness that you have shown me, the promises that you have kept. There's better days on the horizon up ahead. So my heart will somehow say, Hallelujah anyway. It's Hallelujah anyway by Wren Collective. When we look at this verse, there's a key preposition. Paul does not say, be thankful for all circumstances. Be thankful in all circumstances. I'm not thankful for God because this thing happened, because I have to walk this road. No, but I can choose to be thankful in it because we serve a God who is able to redeem and restore, renew and recreate and rewrite our stories to take what has been broken and difficult and painful and even if has experienced death and instead write a beautiful mosaic kind of beauty story of new life, new beginnings, new hope and new future even on the other side of death. And I want you to hear my pastoral heart behind this. I thought about who'd be in this room today. And I know many of you in this last year have faced incredibly difficult things, some of the hardest things you'll ever face this year. And I know you'd look at me and say, Galen, you have no idea, and you're right. I don't know what it's like to be in the middle of that. And I can say I'm sorry, but I would also say this. As I have gotten the chance to talk with you that have been through the things that are difficult this year, I've heard you say some of the most beautiful, God-redeeming, God perspective of what he's doing in the middle of this type stories. You've said things like, what I went through was awful. I wouldn't wish that on my own worst enemy. But let me tell you, in the middle of it, God was so good. God was faithful. He was present. And it was undeniable. While I would never wish anybody to have to go through what I did, on this side of it, I can be thankful for God's grace, his sustaining strength, his provision for me, a comfort that could only come from him, and a peace that would give me calm even when I shouldn't have had it. While I'm not thankful for what happened, I'm choosing to be thankful in it. Here's what I know. Those that experience these kinds of dark and difficult moments, if you don't choose thankfulness, your heart grows bitter and hard. And the world is an angry, awful, terrible place full of terrible people. But those that go through that, if you can somehow say, God, what are you doing in the midst of this? God, what are you doing in my life? And you're choosing to recognize to see how God has drawn near to you in your brokenheartedness. Those are the people that over time soften. And they have much more deep levels of empathy and sympathy. When they see others going through those things as well, they can relate to them and then be able to share their story and help others in the same place. Today, what I want to ask you is this. What difficulty are you experiencing right now? Think for a moment. What difficulty? Could you choose thankfulness even now? Not for it, but in it. 
And today I'm going to open up the floor one more time if anyone would want to come. And I would say, in the midst of your own brokenness, what are you thanking God for today? Even in the difficulty, would you want to share? Come forward if you like to. If no one comes, then we'll continue to move on. But I give opportunity to thank God in all seasons, including the difficult. Come if you'd like. Good morning. I think many of you know that um, my wife of 48 years went to be with Jesus this year. Um, she and I attended here for 47 years together. Um, and um, in the time that's followed, I can't say that I've been a, a paragon of uh, faithfulness. Um, and there were times when um, I actually challenged God, screamed at him, actually, about the unfairness of it all. And then one day, when I did that, he, I was reading devotional on the scripture. He, he took us to James 1, 2 through 4. When I was saying to him, all right, I know you can do anything. <clears throat> I just want the pain to end. I'm tired of being in pain all the time, every day. And the scripture said, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. I didn't say that. He said that. And I can't tell you how many times in the middle of this journey he has stepped in. He's made my heart tender. The gifts he gives us in the middle of grief and trial, if we allow it to happen, uh, compassion, a soft heart, empathy, wisdom, increased knowledge and insight into his teachings. He opens all, that whole world to us if we let him in to our grief. And I was, as you were talking, Pastor, I was thinking of another song, If Not For The Storms. And the verse, of, or the course of that song says, if not for the storms, I couldn't say you were my shelter. If not for the storms, I would have never known your strength. For I found you so faithful in all that you've allowed. If not for the storms, there's no way I'd know you as I know you now. Mm. And that is true, folks. That is true. Amen. Yeah. Matt, you're a little taller than John Cunningham. Um, kind of like uh, like Don shared, uh, we lost uh, someone special to us this year. A lot of you know if you've been following the Facebook page for Peyton, uh, that's my niece. Uh, she passed at 10 weeks. Um, she had open heart surgery at 10 days. Um, just had a bunch of birth defects with her heart. Um, 
and just, I think, just this congregation, family, friends, just how much support we had um, from everybody. And Jake and Kate in Michigan, two and a half hours away, well, they're in Indy during all this, but all the support they got from church family, friends, and, and everyone. And, um, and Jake got up um, and gave a eulogy at the funeral. And he said, uh, if one person comes to Christ after Peyton's life, it, this would all be worth it. Everything we've been through <laughs> would be worth it. And uh, <laughs> little did he know that night he would be having that talk with his oldest daughter, five years old. Um, she was asking questions about heaven and hell and, and, and what, what does that look like and what does Jesus coming into my heart look like? And she accepted Christ right there that night after they buried, after we laid her down to rest that day. Um, and there's that one, and I'm sure there's more that have been impacted. Um, we've had multiple people reach out and just tell us how much that, that Peyton's story has lifted their faith and lifted um, and strengthened their, their, their faith in, in God and Christ. And even though she's not here today, the miracle of her um, you know, being healed isn't here today. Um, just everything they went through and their, their steadfastness um, with her and, and, and just their faith in God through all this um, impacted other people's relationships with God, brought people to God, showed, showed Jesus to people in those 10 weeks that she was here. Um, and we just want to say thank you from the old boys family, the Miller family, that thank you for all your support and prayers and um, that we love you all, so. Yeah, yeah. amen. Uh, well, uh, I was raised in church. How many can say that? I uh, sing a lot of songs about God's grace, uh, talked about God's grace. I would say I've te taught it, God's grace. Uh, but I have this uncanny ability to uh, do my own thing. <laughs> and I've been doing it my whole life, and I keep unknowingly testing God's grace. I don't want to do that, but I keep doing it. And some things happened in the last couple of years of my life uh, that caused me to lose a lot of things. Uh, and then God brings things into your life that you can't deny, like a Tim Schluter. And if you know a Tim Schluter, he just keeps coming at you and keeps coming at you. And then God, uh, when I finally broke down, uh, showed me that he had a very similar story. And that story uh, had grace in it. And I remembered... God's grace in my life. And then the next thing I know, I'm having breakfast with a pretty cool dude uh, who is talking to me in a way that is very loving and feels like Jesus. And then I find another guy who's like, hey, we don't care what you did. Come sing about Jesus again. <laughs> and those are the types of things that I'm thankful for. Is that no many, how many times I've tested his grace he keeps pouring it out to me. Now I have a beautiful girlfriend. I have three more additions to my two additions. <laughs> and God is good. He's faithful. And so I'm thankful for that. So if you're somewhere where you feel like you've been running forever, God will catch up with you. Let him do it. He'll give you, he'll give you a life back plus more. Amen. 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 Maybe one more today. Hi, I'm Susan. I thank God for giving me his son as my best friend. 
in times of trouble and comfort, Jesus always had his arms around me and for giving me a best friend on earth, my husband. Because through the difficult times of losing my daughter in the past two years, Jesus was there, gave me answers, told me she was rescued, and then I had my big Santa Claus to give me hugs. And that's the only reason why I can stand here today is because of my best friend, Jesus, and feeling his grace, love, and comfort. Amen. 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 Church family, I want you to see these passages of Scripture. That God promises, even if we're in the middle of a dark time, it too will pass, and his purposes will be seen. The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on her ruins. He will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the sound of singing. Lord, you have turned my wailing into dancing. You've removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Oh, that my heart would sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. So today, to close our service, I think it's only appropriate, based on these words, to sing of God's goodness. If you're here today and you can say, I can be thankful for what he's done, maybe you could sing this song out. If you're here today and you cannot sing because you're still in the midst of it, then here's what I want you to do. Close your eyes and listen to the church sing. When you can't sing it yourself, let the church remind you of God's goodness. If you're willing and able, would you stand with me and let's sing one last song together today. Well, church, I hope that you have been encouraged today and your heart has turned towards thankfulness. As you prepare to leave this week and you will gather with friends and family, remember thankfulness. Thankful for what you have, thankful for the spiritual blessing, and thanks in all circumstances, even in the midst of it. Thank you for being here this week. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you back here next week as we kick off our Advent series. Have a great week. Hey, thanks again for joining us for the First Naz podcast. If you're interested in what your next step in growing your relationship with God might look like, I'd encourage you to visit us at firstnaz.cc engage, or you can download our app from the App Store, First Nazarene Church. And there you can let us know if you've made a decision for Jesus, or you can also find practical resources to help you grow closer to Jesus. I'd also invite you to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already to make sure that you've always got the latest content. And if you want to, feel free to share this on your social accounts. You never know who else might need to hear today's message as well. Well, thanks again for joining us. Have a great day.